Look, honestly, girl, you may not know it, but nothing can break you. That's why we're unbreakable. <laughs>
so it doesn't have to be romantic right it can be parent and child it could be teacher and student it could be workers Um, however obviously for this instance we're talking about a romantic relationship trauma bonds you might experience a trauma bond and think oh no my relationship is actually just challenging I'm in a challenging relationship or a hard relationship love is hard right love is a battlefield we are young (laughs) no a trauma bond is not simply just a challenging relationship a trauma bond is deeply rooted in your basic need for attachment and security the abuser i.e the person creating the trauma bond wields tremendous power and control that compounds with shame and embarrassment making it impossible for you to leave it is literally psychologically physically impossible for you to leave because of the power of the bond so we've identified what a trauma bond is and if you haven't listened to last episode go back and listen to that because today we are going to talk about how to break free i'm going to give you 10 points today i'm going to rush through them as efficiently and effectively as i possibly can but i'm going to give you 10 points that will help you heal break free and release from a trauma bond now Sometimes it can be really difficult to tell the difference between love and a trauma bond, Um, especially if you've experienced quite a lot of trauma in your early uh, relationships, whether that's with a parent or a teacher or a caregiver or whatever that is. However, in short, like I mentioned, trauma bonded relationships are based on power. They're based on control. Loving relationships are based on mutual respect and they do not include violence abuse or intimidation a healthy loving relationship involves physical and emotional safety it involves mutual respect it involves trust honesty accountability and responsibility for your actions it has healthy boundaries and it allows communicate communication in a way that the two of you are willing to work through your problems. However, if you're in an unhealthy relationship or traumatic relationship, a trauma-bonded relationship, these things, these relationships involve intimidation. They involve emotional abuse and often physical abuse. They involve isolation from friends and from family. They involve denial minimization and blaming really really blaming you for everything they involve control over decisions and possibly your finances it involves threats and coercion it involves poor boundaries and mistrust in the relationship so see the difference between love and trauma bonding very different the emotions can be the same right that strong feeling that you feel but honey the actual relationship itself is actually not filled with love it is a trauma bond so it's really hard to look at your own trauma objectively now i will say this regardless of who you are how old you are you're like oh yeah 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 yeah. i i I can i can see i can see everyone else's shit but i can't see my own right that's because your body has a way of making coping mechanisms for you to be able to actually live in that relationship our bodies just want to stay in that 
safety net of a trauma. However, healing from trauma is not a simple task. You can't just go tick. So even though I'm going to give you this list today, my recommendation is, is please work with someone to get you through this. You need accountability. You need a professional. You need someone to actually hold your hand and guide you through what is going to be significant work. So if you have decided that you want to break free of a trauma bond, you want to heal. I personally invested 12 months into therapy, into courses, into learning, into anything I could do to help myself heal from the absolute grip of a trauma bond. I'm going to share with you what I did and what has been proven to be effective ways for you to break free of a trauma bond. So point number one, make a commitment to live in reality. Sounds easier said than done, right? If you find yourself consistently fantasizing about what could be, you're constantly living in hope, remind yourself that is not reality. You have made a commitment that you will live in the reality. As women, we have this way to just be like, but I see his potential. I see how great he could be. Or I remember how great he was at the beginning. No, 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 honey, that was a mask. That was not actually who he was. He was putting his best foot forward to draw you in, to hook you, to make you fall in love with him. And then he brings his fangs out. No, Remind yourself, I will live in reality. I will stop fantasizing. This is not what is actually happening in my life. Point number two is to live in real time. Very similar to point number one, but tinily a little bit different. This means uh, letting go of what could be or what possibly will happen tomorrow. Notice what is happening right now. Do you realize just how trapped you are? Do you realize how suffocated you feel? Do you realize how much hurt you are feeling? You feel unloved. You feel unappreciated. You feel compromised. You feel like you are not self-respected. Your self-worth, your self-esteem, everything is being destroyed by this person. Live in real time, honey. What is actually happening? Pay attention to your emotions. Stop hoping. Stop waiting start noticing in real time what is actually happening and how it is affecting your well-being until you actually have a wake-up call you will never break free because you will live in a fairyland to literally get yourself through every single day of being treated so poorly there is absolutely no way that you can live in a fairy tale land anymore you must come back to reality to break free of a trauma bond. Now, point number three is to live one decision at a time and one day at a time. So you've now stopped fantasizing. You've decided you're going to come back into real time. The reality of your real time is huge. It's hard. It's hurtful. So let's take one day at a time sometimes we scare ourselves by thinking all or nothing right like I can remember I was like holy fuck I gotta heal today I have to heal today I can't feel this pain anymore (laughs) which is just not 
doable in any way, shape or form. So don't tell yourself things like, I have to, I will never talk to him ever again. Even though if you don't ever talk to him ever again, amen, hallelujah. But understand there's going to be days that you split up, like you slip up. There's going to be days that stuff happens. It's, it's the same as like, obviously I also um, am a trainer, work with thousands of women all over the world when it comes to weight loss. Women go in with this mindset of like all or nothing. They're like, ah, oh, I'm just, I'm going to lose two kilos a week. I'm going to lose 50 kilos this year. I'm going to have the most amazing times. And I'm like, okay, that's amazing. But what are you going to do today? Today is moving my body, drinking my water, eating the right food, getting enough sleep, getting in the sun, having a positive mindset. I'll do that today. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to do that again tomorrow. And that's the same thing. It's like, no, 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 I'm just going to do it all. all. Oh, and also, I'm never going to eat chocolate ever again. You just know it's not the case. You actually know there's going to be times that you're... Your strength will be low. The truth of it is, is that the relationship you're in is unhealthy. You don't need to make every encounter a do or die situation. Like, it's actually okay to just take one day at a time. It's okay if you slip up. It's okay if you go back to him, even though I would love you to not ever. It's okay if you have those little moments where you are like, I'm never going to think about him ever again. Of course you are. It's actually okay to do that, but then you get stronger in your mind. You reset, you refocus, and tomorrow it's easier for you again. Now, point number four is to make decisions that only support your self-care and your sense of self-worth. This is do not make any decisions that will hurt you. This goes for emotional relapses as well. So if you find yourself feeling weak, don't mentally berate yourself, but rather talk yourself in a compassionate, understanding and a reflective way. Say to yourself, okay, this is a work in progress. I am a work in progress. This is a part of the healing process. You're going to have the highs. You're going to have the lows. You're going to have two highs and then one low and then three highs and two lows and four highs and one low and then one high and three lows. That's the way grief works. It is a cycle. You need to make decisions and in every encounter that you have, in everything you do, stop and think about the choices that you make and ask yourself, is this in my best interest right now where I'm at? I need to be looking after myself right now. What does that look like? I know a big thing for me was sleep. I needed to give myself the time and the space to sleep and I prior to that ran at a million miles an hour I tried to be everything to everyone and I just got myself to the point that I couldn't do it anymore I couldn't be everything to everyone and so because of that I had to let people go I had to choose to sleep over socialize I had to choose to have a little self-care routine that I do for myself every day as opposed to flogging myself for everyone else. This is particularly hard. I'm, I'm in a business of people, right? I'm, my whole business is people and people will demand so much of you. 
all the time. I had to get so strict with my boundaries that I can't give any more to anyone else right now because I can't even give to myself. And that's what you need to be honest with yourself right now. Now, point number five is to actually start feeling your emotions. Whenever you're away from the abusive person in your life and you feel tempted to reach out for them, for that reassurance, stop. Consider writing down your feelings instead. Whatever comes to you, journal everything, write letters, drain all that you feel onto that tear-stained paper, rip it up and throw it away. You know, for example, I feel da-da-da-da-da. I miss da-da-da-da. I wish I could be with da-da-da-da. But instead, I'm going to sit and write my feelings. I'm going to teach myself to feel my way through this obsession rather than turning to X, Y, Z. This is going to help you build inner strength. You have more strength than you realize and you actually don't need anyone else to get through all of the pain, all of the ache. Learn to simply just be with your emotions, feel them. As a matter of fact, the more you feel your emotions, the more you will process your emotions, the more you will come out the other side. It's a known fact. It's a proven fact. So remember, the only way out is through. You have to go through the shit to actually come out the other side. So why have that emotion and bottle it? Don't do that. Get it, feel it, feel it, everything it is. Like my counselor gave me the best advice. She was like, the second you feel that pain, press into that pain, like press right into it, feel it, everything, and then let it drain out the other side. It's amazing. And then you don't feel it anymore. It's actually so healing. So... That is obviously learning to feel your emotions. And then point number six is kind of tied in with it. And that's learn to grieve. Oh my goodness. When you are letting go of a toxic and unhealthy relationship, you are breaking a traumatic bond. You are losing one of the hardest things you've ever gotten yourself into. It is one of the hardest things you will ever do. You cannot do it without honoring the reality that you are losing someone that is so valuable to you. That person is the world to you and you know they are bad for you. You are letting them go. They are toxic and broken. Allow yourself to grieve the loss. Be sad about it and let them go. Point number seven, understand the hook. So identify what exactly you are losing. Now, it it could be a fantasy. It could be a dream. It could be an illusion. Perhaps your partner has convinced you that they're going to fulfill this like deep fantasy that you have of a person, right? However, once you identify what that need is or the, the hook is, you can get down to the business of grieving it. Grieving means, figuratively, holding your hands open and letting things go. A friend of mine used to talk about when she went through her breakup, um, she'd have a butterfly in her hands and she'd imagine holding this butterfly, opening her palms and setting it free. That is grieving that person. You say goodbye to the notion of having a need that may actually never be met by that person. 
at minimum, it's not going to be met now. So you must let it go. You must let this person go because that need will never, ever, ever, ever be fulfilled when the person is the way they are. You must let them go. Point number eight, write a list of bottom line behaviors for yourself. For example, I will not sleep with someone who calls me X, Y, Z. I will not argue with someone who has been drinking alcohol. I will take care of my own finances. I will not have conversations with anyone when I feel desperate, defensive, obsessive, etc. Whatever your area of concern is, whatever that hook is and that trigger for you is, create a statement, a personal statement. This is a bottom line. Like this is this is bare minimum, right? Bare minimum of setting standards. There's a thing known as boundaries. Might have heard of them once or twice. We're going to go into boundaries a little bit more. But you need to set yourself the standard of what you will not even settle for. If I am with someone that is drinking alcohol and I know that they get a certain way when they're drinking alcohol, I will not have a conversation with them when they're drinking alcohol. Just point point blank. You know, or I, I will not in any way, shape or form allow someone else to control my finances. You know, I take control of my own life. You take control of your own life. You have the ability to do it. Number nine, build your life. This is where it gets exciting. So we've gone through all of the don'ts, all of the won'ts, all of the can'ts. Now, little by little, you're going to start dreaming about your future again, about future for yourself, future for your children or your future children. This was the most beautiful part of healing for me was allowing myself to dream again. Make dreams that no longer involve your traumatic partner or your ex. Maybe you want to study again. Maybe you want to get a new hobby, start a new business, scale a business, progress in your career, travel, move, whatever it is that you want to do, start making life-affirming choices for yourself that actually take you away from the toxic interactions that have been destroying your peace of mind. you got to start again, baby girl. You, you can't be living in those same toxic cycles. New friends, if, if they are connected to your ex and they are bringing you down, new friends, it's time to start again. Which brings me to point 10, build healthy connections. The only way to truly free yourself from unhealthy connections is to actually start investing in healthy ones. Now is the time for you to develop close, connected, bonded relationships that are not centered on drama. Make these people your go-to people. It's so difficult to heal when you don't have a support system around you. Notice the people in life who show you loving concern, who truly love you for you. Surround yourself with them as often as you possibly can 
And I will say on top of that, please seek professional help. Because the life that you are about to step into is the most beautiful, effective, incredible, fulfilling life that you have ever had. But the only way for you to get there is if you can see that the future in front of you is better than the life behind you. So that's why it's important to dream. It's important to surround yourself with new people, create brand new neural pathways in your brain filled with love, filled with safety, filled with generosity, filled with hope, filled with joy. You have the ability to break free of what is, in my opinion, and proven science <laughs> science has said a trauma bond is the hardest relationship to break free of it is literally soul crushing in every right of word every regard of the word so i hope this helps you i know i've thrown a lot of information your way so if you can go back write notes actually establish what you're going to start doing today to heal yourself of a trauma bond a trauma bond is fucking shit let's be honest you just like it's it's hell it's death but there is a way through it there is an ability to break free and get out on the other side and you have the ability to do that if you have been on the fence or if you've been thinking about joining my unbreakable course there is only two weeks to join it is an eight week deep dive into addressing everything that we're talking about here on surface level but we're going to go deep each week you'll be working directly with me and you'll be in a beautiful community of other women who are able to support you to answer questions to grieve with you heal with you process and help you come out the other side the most incredible woman think about that dream girl that you're dreaming this course is the thing that's going to help you get there in eight weeks and i'm so excited so if you do want to join please dm me or jump on beckstrawn.com b-e-k-s-t-r-a-c-h-a-n just reserve your spot on there otherwise shoot me a dm if you have any questions Follow me on all the socials, on TikTok, on Instagram, all at Beck Strawn. I love you guys. Have the most amazing day. Go change the world. I will see you next week. Look, honestly, girl, you may not know it, but nothing can break you. That's why we're unbreakable. 